0: A woohooer, a hand-clap, or a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW prohibited by loss. See terms and conditions 18+. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. What I tell you this afternoon, I told you that Mike Woodson should get the Hoosiers in the locker room and say, Look here, if Jackson State scores more than 40, or 40, Thanksgiving is going to be the worst Thanksgiving ever had. We're going to have practice at 7 in the morning Thanksgiving, and we're going to have practice at 5 o'clock at night. And if you want to eat in between, you go ahead. But you are going to leave it on the Simon Scott Assembly Hall floor. (laughs) In the end, it didn't allow 40 points. So it's good. The defense was excellent tonight. The defense was really, really good. Again, it held Jackson State to 12 of 58 from the floor. And one guy, Gabe Watson for Jackson State, 6 of 13. So minus him, they were 6 of 45, and that was with three buckets late. Jackson State is horrendous offensively. Indiana is really good defensively. This second game in a row that they've done that, uh, Louisiana uh, hit 14 of 73. That means over the last two games, 26 for 131, held those two opponents combined just under 20%. How about them apples? Um, held Jackson State to 19.3% shooting in the first half, virtually the same in the second half. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to complain about a couple of things. I know that that's untoward on a night where Indiana wins 70-35, to 35, but Indiana has got to clean up the turnovers. Eight in the first half just wrong, and Race Thompson has got to figure out who he does and what he's capable of and what he's not capable of. He's not capable of leading the break. Don't bring the ball up. Give it to a guard. Be done with it. And I never rip kids. I never get individual about ripping kids, and this isn't about ripping Race Thompson, but what Race Thompson is is an insanely aggressive version of Brian Sloan. Brian Sloan couldn't shoot it very well. He was a really good defender and really stout, and he could set screens, and he did all the little stuff. Race Thompson has to dedicate himself to that. He is never going to be a guy who who is leading the break or finishing the break or, you know, putting up shots. He tries to enter vertically. He does a lot of things wrong. His, his instincts for basketball are not great on the offensive end. Defensively, He is an insanely difficult matchup for offenses to try to attack, especially for a team like Jackson State. But offensively, stop doing that. Whatever it is, stop it. Don't shoot. Don't pass. Don't accept the ball. There there are guys wide open that he just doesn't see. There's a lack of of instinctive movement with the basketball, and race, Thompson has it. So I would prefer to see him do other stuff. Jordan Geronimo, not a great shooter, not a great foul shooter. He's got to get better at that. Trace Jackson Davis has got to get better at hitting foul shots. There are, look, there are going to be games that aren't like this one. There are going to be games where it's really tough down the stretch and it's a two or four point game and you've got to make foul shots down the stretch and you've got to take care of the basketball. And the work to do that happens on nights like this, where you've got an opponent that you're putting away and you can get sloppy if you want and still win, but you've got to use these games to improve yourself and and put yourself in a position where you can play against a Syracuse. Look, when Jackson State ran a zone, Against Indiana, Thompson flashed open once in the middle, and I, I think it was Xavier Johnson just flat out ignored him. You have got to feed the middle against his own all day. Feed the middle against his own. Screw the ball screens out high against the two-three or that funky matchup that they were running. Flashing high middle, pound it to him. They they had two guys stationed on the block against the two-three. And never moved a guy up. I think it was. A t- it might have been a matchup, but it, you, you got to flash a guy to the middle. You got to space the floor and make them defend the entire width and the entire half court, or, or that third of the floor. And and that's what you do. They did it great. And Thompson was a conduit for this, where he's got the ball out high. Trace Jackson Davis flashes to the low post, pop, bucket, done. That's what you've you got to do. You, you've got to be smart against a zone, and, and smart means feed the middle. Feed the middle, feed the middle, feed the middle. If you can feed the middle, if the middle's open, pop it in there, and you're going to get good spacing everywhere else, and the defense is going to have to make a choice about who to defend. And as they make that choice, you make the following pass, and you either knock down a three from the wing, or you hit a guy in the skinny post, and boom, done, two. That's the way it works. That's basketball against the zone. That's why so few teams play it, because it's not hard to beat unless you recruit to it and teach it and teach it and teach it like Jim Beheim does at Syracuse. Still ought to be able to beat that zone a week from tonight up at Syracuse. Um, bad day. You know what? And, and credit where credit's due, three turnovers in the second half, so they had a total of 11, and that's pretty good. Uh, PK P- and Pies says, can you tell me why IU is such a poor free throw shooting team again this year? I don't know. You know, I used to think that it was all the lifting. And this goes back to this is kind of an antiquated theory that lifting weights is going to corrupt your ability to make shots. I I, I think that it's a matter of recruiting to tell you the truth. Uh, I think that you don't recruit guys who can shoot. They're not going to be able to sh- shoot. There's a mythology that you can teach somebody to shoot, and sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. At Indiana, they haven't been able to. And, and that's just the way it has been. You've got to be able to shoot the basketball, and you've got to be able to make foul shots down the stretch, or you're not going to win close games. You're going to find it very difficult to have Trace Jackson Davis. It's not just practice. It's not that. There's some people, like uh, for me, if I'm on a golf course, unless I'm really working, to repeat my swing, right? Going to the range and playing a lot of golf. My swing's all over the place. I'm going to have a tough time over the course of a round, hitting 14 drives, having two or three swings that are really good passes at the ball and square it up, square up that club head against the ball. That's because it's not natural for me to repeat an activity and do it the same way every time. That's why guys who can shoot a basketball are always going to be good golfers. Always, always, always. Guys who are punters are always going to be good golfers. Kickers, too. Because they are really, really good at repeating a physical activity in exactly the same way over and over. And that's what shooting foul shots is. So if you're good at that, you're going to be good at shooting foul shots. If not, it's going to be a struggle for you. There are people who can, you can work and work and work and work. Until you can't work anymore. And, and you know, a, a 50% foul shooter is never going to be a 70% foul shooter, no matter what Rick Barry says. Some guys just can't do it. I think Indiana's got a lot of those guys and has gotten a lot of those guys over the years. I think Tom Crean recruited guys to defend. I think Archie Miller really recruited guys to defend. See, so you got a bunch of guys who can defend... And sadly, their physical characteristics and, and their connectivity between up here and here isn't such that they can repeat that motion over and over and over and generate the same result. That's just the way it is. 13-0 run to start the second half, about 458, right? Jet at about 1503, right? 1502. Finally, Jackson State scored. Nice. Assembly. It is about the assembly of the shot at Assembly Hall. Absolutely. Durr couldn't rebound a donut. Durr's going to be okay. And I I like Michael Durr. Michael Durr can do some things on the floor. He can shoot foul shots, oddly enough. So, um, bad day, oddly enough. And we rarely scoff at the misery of others. But in this case, we are going to make an exception. Calvin Sampson's uh, Houston team... They lose to Wisconsin, and I'm even starting to feel bad for Tom Crean. Northwestern beat Georgia 78-62, and that isn't good for Tom Crean. They're getting tired of Tom Crean, and the real mistake that Tom Crean made was in marketing his Georgia program way too soon to Georgia students. As soon as he got to Georgia, he was out in the fraternities and sororities playing the rah-rah game trying to get Georgia students to go to the arena and see the Bulldogs play. And they weren't ready to be seen in that way. And so Tom oversold his program to a fan base that doesn't know any better. And it, you know what? If you suck, sometimes it's best to do it in the dark. And and I don't think Tom's ever really gotten that. And so Georgia losing and losing and losing... And and at some point it's going to be costly for Tom, uh, but he's got all his money. So we're not going to we're not going, you know, we're not going to cry over Tom Crean's spilled you know ducats. That's just the way it is. Um, so Tom, Tom was perfect at Marquette, you know, that was a perfect place for him. Uh, Marshall Saturday that game on BTN, assuming that BTN doesn't carry a volleyball game prior to it. Anybody, any child who knows anything about sports understands that volleyball, because you can play in a best-of-five set, right? In that kind of match, you can play five or you can play three. So the timing of these things is completely unpredictable. And to put a women's volleyball game immediately prior to an Indiana basketball gamer, a Wisconsin basketball gamer, Michigan basketball, gamer Michigan State, any of the pre- programs in the Big Ten that have any kind of following at all, Purdue, sure, you know, Ohio State, yes, you're just, like, you're too stupid to run a sports network. Please don't do that anymore. Uh, tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent, and, hey, you know what, yes, like button, subscribe. Yes, we do Breakfast with Kent. We'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow, not working, so we do it a little bit later. I'm going to sleep in a little bit, so it'll be 9-ish. All right, that's sleeping in for me. What are you going to do? So uh, we'll do that. We'll do into, and it's Optimism Wednesday, and I'll be revealing... A wonderful deal. MyBookie.ag has a deal for you. You're not going to believe if you sign up. It's, it's, it's wonderful. And we'll talk about it tomorrow morning. We'll talk about it tomorrow afternoon. Can't wait to talk to you then. Optimism Wednesday, straight ahead. <laughs> and what do we have to not be optimistic about, right? Indiana wins by a million.